and welcome to the Psych and Business Podcast, where we highlight the integration of psychology and psychological principles into the world of business and organizations. I am your host, Dr. Ernest Wade. We talked a few episodes ago about active listening, and today I want to talk about the other side of that, which is verbal communication. Now, when we talk about communication, we normally don't talk about active listening, and so that's why we spend some time talking about active listening. But really, it's really hard to separate the two. Active listening is really a part of communication. And so you will hear, as we talk through this, some of the things that we mentioned in active listening. And that's okay, because I think active listening is also a part of communication. Communication requires active listening. And so they work hand in hand. But before we dive into some of those behaviors, I think it's important that we acknowledge the four major classical, if you would, communication styles. So the first one is passive which is really when someone is um, overly agreeable, someone sometimes is quiet and sometimes may seem indifferent. The next one is the complete opposite, which is aggressive. And these people are usually very confident and direct, uh, but they are sometimes domineering, very loud, and they really don't listen to other people around them. Passive aggressive is a combination of the two. And uh, typically those people appear to be passive so you might ask them to do something and they might agree to it, but they engage in sabotaging behaviors, for example, not doing what you've asked them to do or talking behind your back uh, or, or leaving snide marks and, and comments. And then you also have the assertive behaviors, which are typically what we consider to be the best of the bunch. Uh, these people are generally direct, uh, but try to create mutual respect in the environments in which they are working with and, and really with the people that they're communicating. Okay, so those are the four basic classic communication styles. Passive, aggressive, passive-aggressive, and assertive. But today I want to spend some time talking about some of the, what I consider to be foundational behavioral skills that are important for good communication. Now, you might think, why the foundational skills? And I actually used to think that myself. In fact, when I used to give advice, I try to give very high-level communication advice and found that it often didn't work very well with most people. In fact, when I started to give basic foundational communication skills, that's when I found most people were more effective. And I actually remember complaining about this to my wife one day, and she mentioned that, well, most people actually aren't trained in communication. Now, you might think you're a good communicator because you communicate all the, all the time, but that doesn't mean that you do it well. And so to her point, most people are not trained to communicate well. And so starting with basic communication skills is actually really important. Setting the foundation that everybody can then build upon, I think, is actually really important. So from that point on, I've always focused on trying to just um, present the basic communication skills first to make sure that we're all on the same page, that we have that basic foundation. So starting with active listening, as you know, we've talked about active listening. It's really important to make sure that the person that you're speaking to or the group of people that you're speaking to have your full attention. Make sure that you are not engaged in anything else. Make sure that they have your full attention, that you're looking them in the eye so that they can see that you are paying attention to what uh, what they may have to say and, and that you are giving them your full attention as you're speaking to them. Before you even begin the discussion, it's important to make sure that you have the right motives. And this is important twofold. For you, so that you can stay focused on what matters as you're talking about this, but also to make sure that you can communicate to your group or to your audience 
the motives for the discussion because it might not be clear. Sometimes it can be very confusing. Why are we having this discussion? What's the point? What are we trying to get out of it? And so if you're very clear and explicit on what the motives of the conversation is and what the motives of the conversation are, it just puts everybody on the same footing. Then it's important to establish psychological safety. And by this, I mean creating an environment of mutual respect and mutual purpose so that everybody in the meeting or in the discussion can feel comfortable speaking up, being honest about what they feel and what they think, and can provide feedback and suggestions, thoughts, and comments in a way that does not uh, put them at risk of any negative consequences. You want to create an environment where people can speak up. And then, obviously, it's important to make sure that you are observing and um, analyzing the emotions of those around you, but also observing and analyzing your own emotions, making sure that you're keeping control of yourself. I know specifically for me, when I get into discussions that are emotionally charged, things that I really care about, I find it very hard to keep my head, to keep a cool head. And very often, I'll have to engage in some deep breathing exercises in the moment to bring down the temperature within myself and around the room so that I can then actually engage in careful thought. If you're not thinking clearly, you're liable to say something that you, you will regret or something that will not help your cause. When you're actually communicating, it's important to be clear, concise, and direct. Don't waffle in your communication. It's really important that if you have something that's going to be hard for people to hear, that you get right to the matter and you speak it clearly and directly. Bad news doesn't get any better the longer you postpone it, and bad news doesn't sound any better when you try to wrap it in good news. It's still bad news. So be direct, be clear, and be concise, especially when it's bad news. Be mindful of your tone. Be mindful of how you're communicating and the tone that you're using. I remember when my wife and I used to talk, I would always think that I was speaking in a very cool and calm manner, and sometimes she would say, don't yell at me. And I would ask, I'm, I would say, I'm not yelling. And it took us a while to figure out that sometimes when I got animated, my voice would, would raise, but I had no intention of yelling, but she perceived it as yelling. And so it was very important for me to recognize that and for her to understand as well what was going on in those settings. So I really had to work hard at uh, making sure that my tone remained even and steady when I got animated. The next one is to be persuasive. And this is really important when you are in a meeting and you're trying to convince people to do something. I think it's really important to use facts as much as possible, but emotions also go a long way. If you can really tap into people's emotions, it can really help you be successful in, ter in terms of influencing them and getting them to do things that you would like for them to do. I know it myself, telling stories is a good way of doing that. Telling stories in which people can relate to, people can connect to, is a really helpful way of making sure that, that people are connecting to the material that I'm trying to convey. The next one is really to ask for feedback. Feedback is a gift. This is a saying that I, I picked up in one of my previous employers, and I wholeheartedly agree with this. If you're not getting feedback from the people around you, you don't know how well you're doing, or you don't know how poorly you're doing. If you don't know how people are, are receiving your message, you don't know how you can make those changes, make those tweaks to make your message more impactful, and more um, accepted. So always ask for feedback to make sure that you are giving yourself the best chance to influence the audience that you're working with. Okay, so this might seem like a lot. So let's start again with a simple one. I'm going to ask you to really look at 
making sure that you have the right motives when you are communicating with others. So in the next few communications that you have with others, whether they be one-on-one or in a group setting, make sure that you have the right motives. Make sure that you analyze your motives and that they are appropriate. And if you can, share those motives with others as well so you can all be on the same page. Okay, thanks for listening. I hope this has been helpful and I hope you will join us next time.